folks, welcome to another episode of the JMS podcast. Uh, this episode's guest is Vincent Doe. He's a great musician. Uh, me and him go way back since high school, and uh, he has come a long way. Uh, he has a brand new single called "Overdue," which I'll be playing. Uh, but before we get there, I like to talk about my Valentine's Day. No, actually. This Valentine's Day was actually really, really good. I had a very good time this Valentine's Day. And it's weird because I spent it as someone who's single. I didn't have a date or nothing. Um, but what happened was I got invited to perform stand-up at this thing called uh, Kitchen Session San Jose. It is run by a really great poet. Uh, Mighty Mike McGee, check him out. He is awesome. But I get invited, and it's pretty much he invites poets and musicians to perform at his kitchen, and he has done this all over the United States and Canada, I believe. But I was so blown away. I was like, oh my god, there's so many talented people here in San Jose, and I just had a great, awesome time. Kitchen sessions, San Jose. And uh, I was the only one who performed stand-up. And I was a little hesitant about that. But it was all good fun. Very supportive people. And uh, my Valentine's it was just an awesome Valentine's Day. And uh, best Valentine's Day I ever had. You know. But anyway, so let's get back to the episode. Uh, here's the song. It's called Overdue by Vincent Doe check it out check him out uh by the way i this podcast has an official facebook page check that out too uh you can send me messages if you have any questions uh it's called jms podcast so j jorge m martin s sanchez and uh cue the music maestro money feels like it's an open door Distant memories to run their course Despite all that I've learned You can count on my return Sometimes I still remember what you are My shit is still lying on the floor I may not feel these wounds tonight at least not till the morning light If only out of sight we keep you out of mind But nothing's new I've written ten goodbyes Not even one would fly among the do She comes as no surprise We've got no alibis And how about you? Oh, you, don't you say we're out of time unless it's true And it's true So fill me in One word 
Vincent Doe, I'm glad you can make it. Yes. Uh, I guess, I know uh, it, some people find it hard to find this place because uh, people that use like um, the Apple Maps, yeah. they, they, they get taken to some of the section of the community. It's weird. Um, but Vincent Doe, dude, uh, let's start from the beginning. How do we first meet? Like, I think... We were in high school. In high school, all right. We both went to the same high school, Mopitas High. Yeah, I think it was Miss Irvin. She's um, she's our history teacher. Oh, Miss Irvin. Uh, I, lo- I love Miss Irvin. Yeah, and... Uh, I-, I still see her today at San Jose State. Like, she works there now, I think. Oh, and really? I see her occasionally, and I'm like, oh, dude, Miss Irvin. I say hi. But every time I say hi, I get nervous, because I feel like I kind of, you know, a bit of disappointment. I don't know. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, I'm not, like, someone big. But yeah, you know, I still go say hi to her. She's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. She's always very supportive of her for students. She um, she even posted a comment when I released my single. She's like, yeah, you know, like always supportive. Um, but how we met though? I, um, I think I was in her classroom one day. <laughs> you got a very soft voice. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, super uh, soft voice. I was in uh, her classroom one day. It was like during lunch or something, and then you walked in the room, I think, and oh shit, you re- you remember me the. The moment I walked into the room. I don't remember the exact, exact moment, okay. um, but I, I think you walked into the room. <laughs> and then she was like, uh, she introduced us because she was like, yeah, hey, this is Vincent, he plays music. I was like, hey, this is Jorge, he, he's going to be a famous director. No. And they were just like, you know, she's really flattering <laughs> to both of us. And yeah. that's that's how we met. But see, the thing about memories, though, is uh, from, from what I've read, I've read this once, so I can't become 100% sure, but... What I read was that you, your memories are only of what you remembered last moment. It's from the last time that you recalled it. So how does that work? So it's it's let's say because we've seen each other a lot since, kind of. Yes, yes, but but like uh, yeah, let's see, let me be concise. Like so, you you're, you're remembering a memory. Is, is what it is you're not actually remembering the actual event that's happening after the event, actual event has happened you, you're, you've remembered that but the next time you remember back to that it's it's that so if you're inaccurate at any, any of those times it's gonna change right It's I guess maybe it's, I guess this mood play a factor like I'm in a bad mood and that memory could be a little bit altered yeah certainly okay. certainly they, they actually did this um, this experiment on parents who uh, did not abuse their kids, but they told the parents, hey, you abuse your kids. And, and by the end of it, the parents actually believed that they abused their kids. And they felt so bad about it. That's, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, the servant. The servant. And uh, her perpetual support of our, our, our artistic endeavors. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember you, and you were probably one of the good musicians in high school like I, I remember you were very talented back then because uh, you I, I don't know what it is but like I, I know other musicians back in high school but you were like on a different level and I think you have uh, I think even now like, hearing your song it's 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 very mature if that makes any sense hmm. that is quite a compliment is it? Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, Im- I'm not sure what an immature sound would sound like but, <laughs> but when I mean mature is like, you know there seems to be depth and experience behind it. Right. And in high school, I was like, oh, shit, man. This guy plays a guitar pretty fucking good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would say there's there's um, depth and experience behind it. Um, I would say where that stems from is, is my ability to recognize what is tasteful and what is not more so than the vast majority of, of, of others. Not to say that um, I am... You know, above anyone. I mean, not to say I'm like Bob Dylan or John Mayer or whoever. You know, but it's that I recognize what qualities Bob Dylan, you know, John Mayer, like those guys. Like, what what separates them from from like everyone else? And then what separates like stuff on the radio from stuff on the local scene? Yeah. You know, not to say that local scene is, is inferior. I'm just saying, you know, like you pick ten songs from the radio, they're probably gonna be like more develop than you know 10 local artists right yeah that's that's all I'm saying but but I, I think you have a great point there is you got to be different and I feel like I think it's uh, not many people really think about that and I think that's true in comedy and music where where bands that usually make it they make it because they are they are different their sound is different mm-hmm. 
you know, like, 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 like let's say U2. U2 has a distinct sound. And if you're trying to be a band, make it big, but you sound like YouTube, nobody's really going to, you know, pick up on you. Unless you have your own distinct sound. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, it's like in comedy. In comedy, a lot of people, they think, oh, you know, they do what Dave Attell does or they try to do what Louis C.K. And comedians, they see it. They're like, oh, dude, he's trying to be like so-and-so. Right. As opposed of, you know, oh, you know, it, it's his own. He may have, like, inspirations or homages to that comedian, but you can tell that he's making it his own. Mm. Right. All right. Well, I kind of have two things to say about that. First one is that I don't necessarily agree with um, not being different enough as uh, something that would disqualify you from being able to make it. Because I mean, like let's say like Muse when they first came out, like everyone was like, "Ah, oh, just Radiohead ripoffs or Coldplay like yeah, Radiohead ripoffs." I mean, not I, I don't agree with that either. I think they had their own sound, but of course, you know, like that's that's partly why people were drawn to them because they had that sound. Uh-huh. But the the reason why they made it is just simply because they were good. I remember when Muse came out, I loved them. But now, for some reason, I find them annoying. I don't know what it is. Like, I have no idea. Like, when their song pops on the radio, <laughs> I don't want to listen to it. I don't know what it is. I was like, I have nothing against it. Like, well, their 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 sound has changed a good bit. Um, but uh, as I was saying, it's it's um, um, basically you you can't sound very much like someone else and, and still make it as long as you're good. But. Um, when you're at that level, you probably you, you can't get away with sounding exactly like someone, or rather, you can't reach that level without having developed kind of your own sound, even if it is like largely borrowed from yeah. from your influences. I guess it's that phrase of uh, finding your voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, like when when you've made it to that level, you can't help but have already found your voice. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but going back to high school though, it's like you're, and I didn't really get to know you until we were both in a theater production The Miser the French comedy yeah. which I love so much I think that like for me that's not regret in high school is I wish I had less time in sports and more time in theater because I took theater my senior year mm-hmm. and um, The Miser you play the, the main the main lead yeah I, I, played, I played The Miser The Miser I, I played The Miser and The Miser <laughs> which another great teacher I felt uh, I had was Miss Schwartz I think she really inspired me just as much as Miss Irvin yeah, she was definitely like uh, she, she's probably like the the most artsy teacher. I mean, granted, she did teach the theater class, which makes a lot of sense. But yeah, totally. And have you ever done any theatrical before? No, that was my first like theater thing. Well, I know I okay. I played I played uh, the MC Bug in this um, sixth grade play. That that's it. The MC Bug. The MC the the. the MC, the MC, the like, MC host, yeah. yeah, the MC host, who was a bug. It was like, I think it was a play about bugs. I don't quite remember. <laughs> I, just, I just remember my, my title is MC Bug. Yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting. Time. Yeah, that's that's my only theater experience prior to that, and that's my only theater experience since then. It was, it was a good experience. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, were you writing your own songs back in high school? I was. I was. Um, I didn't. I didn't. Re- I didn't like. Okay, so here here's something that I've I've, I've noticed. Um, as you get good in anything, th- there's like a inverse correlation between your your ego and and your 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 level. Yeah. Right? It's like back then. I mean, not to say that I, I was a good scholar. Or, or, okay, ego is a bad thing. Your your confidence level in what you produce. Right. Goes down the better you get at something. Right? Yeah. Back then, um, I just I just did not give a fuck about what I released. Really, I was just or even what I wrote. I was just like, I'm just gonna write this song as I feel like writing it. I'm not gonna like pick it apart, trying to make it perfect. You know, I'm not gonna stress about how it compares to my influences. And so that's why that's why you even heard of my original songs back then because yeah. I I was so still so new to it. Yeah. You know, and and then over the years after I graduated high school, um, I, I I took a serious look at at uh, what I wanted to represent me you know and that's why it took so long for this single to come out because I was so uh, insecure about it yeah you know it's like oh yeah yeah like yeah I was better than I was in high school but the uh, the confidence wasn't yeah there I could totally relate like I remember like the first time I ran a screenplay like for a short film 
Like, I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is great. But then I never really thought of editing it. Mm-hmm. It was so late. I was like, you know what? This needs a lot of editing. Like, what was I thinking back then? Right. What's wrong with me? But but you and, still released it. Right. 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 Because at the time, I thought it was the best thing ever. Right. Right. But it was, I was, I, then I look back and I was like, this is the worst piece of shit I've ever written in my life. <laughs> and, then, and, and then uh, comedy, too. When I first started doing stand up, I was like, I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want. And I, and I was very naive and, and, you know, in structure and writing jokes and so on. And looking back, I was like, dude, that was so, like, what was I thinking writing those jokes? Mm-hmm. Um, but music-wise, I, I remember high school, sophomore year, I got into poetry. I think that's where I started out, was poetry. And I did a, a bit of songwriting, but it was, like, like very, very, like, amateur songwriting. It was nothing big. Um, when did you start playing music? playing music in freshman year of high school um, was the guitar the first one you picked first was, instrument was wait I want to go back to the thought we just had just, just to finish it yeah so so um, yeah so we, you, you agree that um, you know when you're, you're kind of new still relatively new to something um, you don't really care as much about releasing what you just created and sometimes that that can be a good thing that kind of attitude about you know not caring can be a good thing because it's you know sometimes it's better that you have something out there at all representing you than nothing representing you yeah yeah it's like that thought is like i'm gonna have something out there in the universe yeah good so, or bad it's out there yeah right and and, and you know it's like sometimes like people will, will still like it mm-hmm. and you'll still get some notoriety from it and it's that's probably better than you know being like some really being really good at something but no one knowing it because you're just so paralyzed by your fear of it not being accepted oh fuck yeah so so that that's kind of where I'm I'm, I'm headed towards now you know like I have the skill now and I also am regaining that confidence that I had back then about you know like not fearing so much what people think about my work okay uh, since we're talking about your new single uh, I've been listening a lot it's good work music. It's good like like it's like I call it morning music, where it's one of those songs you put on, and you just feel good. <laughs> uh, how long did you? It took you from writing it to where it is now. Okay, so started writing it. I want to say in like like June two thousand thirteen. Uh, I wrote like ninety nine percent of it by the time we started recording it in August two thousand thirteen. And I didn't work on it again up until uh, the beginning of 2014. And then I had it mixed a few months later, and it's just been sitting there on my computer since then. So this song has actually been finished for a very long time. It's just been sitting there. It's just been sitting there. Just because, I mean, like I said, like, not so much lack, not so much like paralyzed by fear of anything. It was just like. No, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of paralyzed by my, my fear of it not being accepted. You know, it's like I got to that point where ninety, I was ninety nine percent sure. Okay, this is what I want rep- out there in the world representing me. But it took me like the rest of that time just to achieve that last one percent, mm-hmm. which speaks to how ridiculous it is <laughs> that that we should have anything to be afraid of at all. Yeah, yeah. There, there's definitely something to be said about that, right? Yeah, and listen to the song. It's I, I I mentioned before that I felt like you had like a band behind you and and stuff. But you told me that it was just you and a buddy. Yeah, it was just me and a buddy. Well, technically it was just three people total, but like ninety nine percent of it was was two people. Just me and my friend Tim Atlas, who's also a singer songwriter producer. Yeah, uh, he programmed the drums. He played the bass. Uh, I played most of the guitars. He played a little bit of the guitar. Okay, so. And then, uh, yeah, but then uh, our, uh, my friend Justine, she sang all of the female vocals here on Justine. It. I think I met her once. I think at the art boutique. Yeah, she uh, she also sings and plays guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you still going to open mics, performing? Uh, not not so much. Um, I, I just went to one yesterday, last night, actually. Um, what did she say, Saturday? Two days ago, two nights ago. Um, Where at? Um... This place called North Star. No, it was the one place. It was at a church. The event was like called the North Star Open Mic. But yeah, I haven't been to many open mics recently. It's just been that one, uh, like once every like month, pretty much, because I've been busy with having an actual job now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, were you occupied in 
were you always kind of solo or did you were you in bands as well yeah uh so so what happened was uh, after high school I pursued the singer songwriter thing for a bit um informed you know my own little backing band comprised of friends um that lasted for i want to say about a year or so a little less than a year and right after that um some buddies they they asked me to play guitar for their band and then i got asked to play guitar for another band after that and yeah that was you were the, the go-to guy for guitar yeah hey you want to say that and yeah and then after that band okay so the first band was in april chase i played with them for pretty much all of 2010 uh that was also tim tim's band um, 2011 I played with uh, Picture Atlantic I was like my dream band to be in uh, for quite a while and then uh, when I stopped playing with them I, I didn't really do much musically I kind of kind of rather took a break from it um, 2012 I got back into it 2013 and here I am <laughs> uh, did you guys tour or did you guys do mostly local gigs um we kind of toured local way, that makes any sense. We basically... Like Bay Area? Yeah, California. I want to say California. California. Oh. Yeah. What's the farthest you've gone to play music? I think it was like San Diego or something, or LA. We, we went up and down, like to SoCal a nice. bit. Um, once we went to Reno. And yeah, yeah. So I mean, you can say that touring. Um, yeah, we, we'd... I mean, as far as tours go, we'd, we'd play like... We'd go out for like four days in a row or something, or you're usually just like a weekend tour. So it was it wasn't like a tour in the sense like oh yeah we go tour the, the whole country and spend three months on a bus or anything like that. Now it's more like a weekend on a van. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. but that's awesome, dude. SoCal's awesome. Well, yeah. it depends what time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Who who are your influences? Influences. Uh, I want to say one of the very first ones was Damien Rice. I think he still influences me a lot. You introduced me to Damien Rice, and I gotta thank you for that. Yeah, you like him? Yeah, because I remember back in high school we were talking about music, and you mentioned, or you were at a talent show, and at the time I was like one of those people working the lights, you know, and where you got to talk, and you're like, oh, I'm doing a, a cover of Damien Rice. I was like, who's that? Never heard of him. And and so I, I YouTubed him the next day. I was like, oh, this is pretty good fucking music. <laughs> awesome. I remember that. My memory remembers that. Yeah, yeah. Damien Rice, Irish singer songwriter. Um, I th- I think the way he inspires me is is just the the emotion, the per- the exact emotions that he he carries in his performances, and he he kind of gets across to you if you like him. And uh, so you know, like now, every every time that I I see him play, you know, in like a live video or something, or even live, um, he. Uh, oh, you've gone to a concert. I've gone, yeah, I've gone to a concert once of his. I'm, I'm actually seeing him again for the second time in my life uh, this year on my birthday, April twenty third. Nice. Yeah. What coincidence? Where at? Coincidence. Is um, it Fox Theater? Fox Theater in Oakland. Yeah, Fox Theater in Oakland. Yeah, it's gonna be a treat. Um, yeah. Yeah, so like uh, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where you, it's it's like watching a really good movie, and then and then you're just like, wow, like this makes me want to make movies, you know. Okay. Except for Jamie Rice, it's like, like wow, this like touches me so much. Like I want to be able to play music and or write music, uh, with the depth that he does. I want to be able to touch people in the same manner. Was any other influences you had starting out? Uh, I say Radiohead I had a huge Radiohead face. Um, I I would say I still like them very much, but you can, you can hardly hear any influences of Radiohead in my music. But I, I noticed that actually goes for a lot of artists. Like I notice a lot of artists um, will say they 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 they're a huge fan of Radiohead, Radiohead, but you'd never be able to tell exactly from from their music. Like you, you can't hear any elements of Radiohead in there. What what killed it? Like I didn't. I mean, I think Radiohead is a great band. I respect them, but I don't like them because my dad fucked it up for me because my dad's a huge fan of his. And at the time, I'm like, I'm not going to be those kids that like what their dad likes, <laughs> right? So, but looking, then I'm looking back at it, it's like, you know what? But again, that's a lot of music. Like, I remember I wasn't really into like Bob Dylan or Tom Petty, which is stuff my dad listened to. Yeah. It wasn't until like I really matured like during my college years. So I'm like, this is actually really good music. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think when you're younger, you kind of get caught up in in what is supposed to be cool and what is not supposed to be cool. And yeah. then as you get older, you just stop giving a fuck. Really. Yeah, 
In high school, I went through a hip-hop uh, phase, a rap phase. And it was until later, I was like, eh, not really my thing. I mean, I think it's cool. There's certain aspects I like. Mm-hmm. But for most of the time, I'm like more into like blues. More <laughs> into like, you know. Right? Uh, yeah. 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 Um, uh, the same goes for me and and rate stuff you hear on the radio like I, I mean and I know like a lot of you know indie artists wherever they they're like kind of elitist yeah I, yeah I'm just gonna try to say it. a lot of indie artists are pretty elitist in they, person or do you think that the stereotype is that they're elitist in, in person like I've, mm-hmm. I've met a good amount of indie artists that are like they don't give uh, credit enough to you know people like Rihanna and and you know like Katy Perry or whatever you know they're like all oh, these people are just you know they have other people write their own songs for them and stuff like they they completely fail to see the the, the musicianship in in mainstream artists and top 40 artists yeah um so so as as a result they they do not like anything that they hear on the radio um I'm not saying that's always the case I mean sometimes they just don't like the music just don't like the music but um yeah it's like uh, I I, I kind of like listen to their opinions when I when I was when I was younger, like I was like oh like man I'm liking this song like way more than I should you know <laughs> that kind of feeling is like yeah. man you know, <laughs> uh, but as, as I got older as I matured more as a musician, I was like you know I don't give a fuck like like there are genuine reasons as to why these songs are on the top forty, mm-hmm. you know like there's there's a genuine reason why this is so accessible, yeah yeah, yeah and I, I, uh, I think. Even now, I feel there's more opportunities for indie singer songwriters to get an opportunity to play on the radio. Because mm-hmm. I know, like lately, Vance Joy um, and uh, Hosier from from Ireland. Yeah, like these. Like I don't think like back then. Yet I don't know, but I feel like I I, I hear them more on the radio. As, yeah, as opposed as you know the usual pop. That is, that is true. That is true. And and t- talking about songwriting for like for Rihanna, I think Sia, is that how you pronounce her name? Sia? Yeah, Sia. Yeah, she she, she writes Rihanna's... a lot of those those songs. For right, right, yeah, yeah. It's like those songs like are 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 good songs, and 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 it's 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 okay. So so some some for some whatever reason, a lot of people in you know the local like indie um, artists community, they have something against people who who do not write their own songs, like. Uh, they, he, you know, the whole Beck versus Beyonce thing, and people made a point like, yeah, well, you know, Beck like wrote the entire album, whereas Beyonce yeah. had a ton of collaborators. I'm just yeah. like, who the fuck cares? Like, it's album of the year, not album written exclusively by one person of the yeah. year. You know, it's just like it's it's music. Uh, you know, some people are are very extremely gifted at writing songs, but they do not possess the musical ability to perform it to its to just to, to justice you know they can't perform their own songs to justice is all or maybe they can but like it can be elevated by someone who is a better singer and can, can interpret it better yeah. you know like a uh, great example of the song um, Beautiful Christina Aguilera yeah. you are beautiful you know like she did not write that song but can, can you really imagine a regular person like not a regular person, but but you know, like just anyone uh, singing that song as well as she did, right? Probably not. You know, it's, it 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 was a combination of a great songwriter with a great singer. They could not have have perf- uh, they could not have produced a song separately that was as good. And that's what music is is all about. It's not about you know. It's, uh, uh, oh yeah, I get more brownie points because I did this entire thing myself. It's just it's music. It's all for the music. Right. Yeah, I totally get it, man. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, going back to your influences, who are your big inf- biggest influences now? Uh, I'd, I'd say after my high school phase, I got super into John Mayer. When people find out that I play music, they ask me, "Oh, what do you play?" I just say, oh, "I'm a, I'm a John Mayer ripoff." Like I'm, I'm like an eight. Straight I'm, like, I'm, I'm a cover one man cover band of John Mayer. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I, I I should be more specific. I'm like eighty percent John Mayer ripoff, and uh, and like twenty percent is like everything else that I've absorbed on my own. Um, no, wait, let me rephrase that. I'm eighty percent John Mayer ripoff, and the rest is just kind of me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, I don't think you can hear John Mayer uh, that well on my single. Yeah, but you know it's 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 definitely part of. <laughs> I don't know what I'm yeah, 
I get it. You get so it, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 It, you know, sometimes, like, you may be completely very influenced by someone, but it doesn't complete 100% show up in, in your work. Yeah. Um, I I feel like that's 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 just that's just kind of how my personality goes like a lot of people it's extremely obvious for me it's more like okay like John Mayer influences my musicianship and then my musicianship is what dictates you know what do I do with my my own work you know I, I like John the thing I like about John Mayer is not exactly like everything he does I mean like I, I obviously don't learn all of his songs I can't play blues like him but I like his sense of what he feels is as a is accessible and what is good you know, like I feel like even his blues stuff is is accessible, more so than a lot of blues artists around today, and that's what I ultimately get from him. Yeah, accessibility. Yeah, I think another great band that brought blues to the mainstream is the Black Keys. I think because they're you can tell like if you know the blues, you know that their sound is very similar to like back in the days where like you know like a Howling Wolf. Or, or Junior Kimbrough and, but to a lot of like new people like our generation like it's like it's the first time they're hearing these sounds mm-hmm. like oh these are pretty cool sounds yeah yeah I, 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 I see what you mean there that, that's kind of like like a like a sun house like a very stripped down raw kind of yeah. blues right Jack White kind of... also has to do something with that yeah yeah definitely Jack White is probably the, the first people to popularize that sound really yeah, yeah. Uh, who, are, who are some of your blues influences um, I, I this is a funny question. So, when people ask me like, what kind of music do you make? What what kind of music do you like to play? My answer is always pop that is heavily influenced by jazz and blues. Meaning, I don't listen to the the original jazz and blues artists. Yeah. But I, but the artists that I listen to are heavily influenced by them. Does that make sense? Yeah, John Mayer, Michael Bublé. I'm a huge fan of Michael Bublé. Michael Bublé. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like the, I don't actually the listen pipes to jazz on that guy. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love his voice. Um, I've been taking a lot from him lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his choice, is co- his choice of covers, you know, it's like, like I, I don't I don't listen to the original artists yeah. that wrote those songs. I don't listen to their entire albums, but I, I like his covers of those songs because, you know, again, it comes back to the, the accessibility sense. Like, he, he has a good sense of what um, is accessible and how he can make it even more accessible. Yeah. Like, like that, 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 the feeling good cover he did from Nina Simone, I think it's just on par with the original. I think it's just as good, and it's mm-hmm. and they're different take. Like it's a different take, right. and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like yeah, I, I like I haven't listened to any of other Nina Simone stuff, but it's like I sure as hell like that song. <laughs> and I think and I think it also helps the previous original uh, artist because if people are like, oh, what influenced him for this song? And they look up Nina Simone and they look up her songs, and it's like. Again, like revisiting the past, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. That's cool. Uh, family's been supportive about your music. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Like the new, like you, you, like you're. Hey, he's pretty good at it. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. They've always been. Uh, always like recognized um, that I had something. I guess um, my parents were never like, "Oh, you must be a doctor" or anything. They're just like. Uh, they're, they're kind of what, on the medium side is there like an artistic gene in your family like does your mom or dad do something on their side that's no yeah, not at all uh, my my uncle though on my mom's side he is a he is a famous artist in Vietnam he actually makes his living off of doing art so anyway oh, like, wow. my mom told me this story where some some like rich white dude came by the house and he's like hey can I check out your paintings yeah, you know, I mean, he already heard him before. Oh, he went in, checked out his paintings. He's like, looks at one of them. He's like, hmm, I like this one. How 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 much is this one? It's like twenty thousand. He's like, okay, I'll take it. It's just like that. So that, that's that's how my uncle makes his living. Yeah, so he, he's an artist. Yeah, he's an artist. What, what kind of paintings? Like, is it acrylic or? Uh, I think the last things I saw him do were like oil based, very abstract stuff. Now, my mom said that early when he was younger, like he'd be like more you know like real life stuff I, I, I don't know the artistic terms here okay but but abs- he does like more abstract stuff now. have you seen his stuff like yeah. have you gone to Vietnam seen yeah. his stuff yeah yeah he has uh, his house is three stories and on the he, he his bedroom and uh, art studio is on the third story oh man he's making a career out of it 
<laughs> That's pretty awesome. Oh yeah, he's like sixty something. He's he's done this for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's cool. So I guess there's a a, a gene, the talent gene. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I I would be inclined to say not 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 that much. I mean, because when I when I read artist biographies, I'm just I'm just like, oh wow, his mother was like an actual artist. His father was. I don't know, like a photographer or something, you know? It's, it's, and, uh, you know, people have very extensive um, artistic families, whereas me, it's just like one uncle. I mean, one uncle. Not that I'm discrediting my family, I mean, but, you know, just like in comparison to... Well, is it, is, is, do you come from like a working class family? Working class? What exactly does that mean? Meaning like, you know, like nine to five kind of jobs or... Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. What, what does your family do? Or uh, my, mom, my mom is a pharmacy technician. She's kind of like a clerk. And my dad um, does something with electronics. He's like a technician of some sort. Yeah. Fixes stuff. I ask that because sometimes, you know, there's art, there are artistic people, but considering the circumstances, sometimes they choose a different route that's oh, better right. economically for them. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Like, I know people who are like, who wish they were singers and songwriters, but they, they got into engineering because they had family support. Uh-huh. And stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say that's the case with my family. But th- then again, it's like my mom and dad. You know, they they were refugees from 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 Vietnam. Yeah. So you know, when they were like my age, they were just trying to stay alive and get right. to the West. So they didn't quite have the opportunity to pursue anything. Um, I'd say n- now, as far as it goes, they really like karaoke. My dad really likes karaoke. karaoke. Unfortunately, my dad does too. And, yeah. and and my dad's pretty bad at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's as far as they go. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried karaoke? Like, oh yeah, uh, that's 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 my that's okay. So is is, is that like your testing grounds? <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so one of the reasons that I actually started getting into music was I wanted to get better at karaoke. Really? Yeah, it's a completely silly reason. I think that adds on so much to it. I think so. This whole time, you just really want to be a very good karaoke singer. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and it evolved to you becoming right, a great yes, musician. I just completely overdo my weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Like I remember back in middle school um, when Usher was was uh, oh, had those singles. Like it was like Yeah and uh, you know Burn and Confessions Part Two. Those songs were huge. You know, uh, I think we were walking me and you know, some other. Me and some of the cooler kids were like walking in the hallway after pee. Cool, cool. The cool yeah, kids. I, I was not a cool kid. I was kind of. An, I was yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think I was? I was in the cool. I was like, I think, I think I was the most annoying kid in high school. I think. <laughs> I really think I was the annoying guy. Like, like. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, oh, there was. Yeah, we shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> we should cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Don't worry, I'll edit it out. Exactly. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so right, you're, you're walking with talk- the cool kids. Right, right, right. Uh, we, yeah, yeah. Which I obviously I was not in that. <laughs> I wasn't in there either. I was, I was walking behind them. Uh, so uh, I think um, like over the radio or something, there was an Usher song and like some of them were singing along to it. And I was starting to sing along to it too. And they heard me and the one I was like, ah, ha, ha, he's trying to sing guys. And I don't know, that, that, that like really hurt me back oh. then. I was like... You know, it was like one of those, like, damn, like, memories that, that stick with you for quite a while. Uh, obviously, I don't feel very bad about today, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like one of those times where it's like, damn, I'm going to prove you all wrong. Fuck you, you know? So, yeah. And so I so did. So you kind of got, bully- got bullied into it, but in yeah. this case, it worked in your favor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not, not, it's not so much bullying. It's just like, it was like, like, it was like me, like, getting revenge on them, you know? <laughs> I think the single is like, yeah, what what now, bitches, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, no, but I I think all, I think I was uh, completely vindicated uh, on all that in back in high school. Right. Like when I did the talent show, I was like, okay, I was like, everyone recognized, oh okay, this kid, this guy can sing, and so I got over completely got over it back then. Right, it's been a long time, and yeah, it's like we were just all you know dumb kids. Yeah, it's like I I don't have anything against the guy who that and your kids will be kids right Right. some kids will be meaner than other kids but general kids will be kids yeah and um i recently i went through you posted something on facebook that caught my eye 
which I didn't know. But you're uh, you're really big on being fit. You, 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 I'm you, a personal trainer now. You're a personal trainer. Yeah, that that, that actually um, really relates to what we just talked about. How I overdo stuff. I overdo my weaknesses. So you know, back in high school, I was extremely skinny. I was like, no, like barely hundred pounds, like little over hundred pounds for that entire period, and I was the same height as I am now. I'm five five and a half, and that's I'm not exaggerating. That's I don't I don't lie about my height. I'm exactly five five and a half, which is the exact same height as my my heroes Tom York of Radiohead and Damien Rice. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, and Bono, by the way. So Bono, uh, it's what the size, man, yeah. right? And oh, and Bruno Mars is actually my height too. But <laughs> in any case, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in any case, uh, yeah, I I uh, I was really skinny for most of my life growing up, and I was and I knew that it was something I I, I didn't want to be forever. And so you know, one day I was like, okay, you know what? I am going to get buff. Or, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look better. I'm gonna make a change. And so I did. And then uh, I completely overdid it in the fact that. <laughs> but it's one of those I, I things that now. you want to overdo those things, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like not. It's more beneficial than than, than it is harmful to your right. life. You know, on like getting to I don't know, like meth or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, that led to me. Uh, uh, teaching other people how to achieve their own goals because I, I realized that that made me happy. So that's that's what I do as a day You're job. addicted to dopamine. Dopamine. Or, or is that what it's called? The the chemicals that, that are released when you're working out that makes you feel good? Uh, I forgot. Endorphins. Endorphins! I, yeah, fuck me. Dopamine? <laughs> yeah, it tells you how much I know, right? Yeah. Uh, endorphins. That's, that's the word. Yeah. Uh, that that goes away if you work out as often as I do. Um, I'm more addicted to the feeling of setting personal records, as in you, you do something a little bit more than you did last time. Like uh, like you know, let's say last month I benched uh, 85 pound dumbbells for three sets of ten. Uh, the next month, if I do 90 for three sets of 10, it's like, yeah, it's a PR. It's like me quantitatively doing something more than I did before. So, like, I am quantitatively better than I was before. And I, I think that that makes me happy because it, it helps me uh, have some something I can completely control. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's a lot of things that can go wrong in your life, but um, you hit that PR, it's like, it's, it's you. Yes. Yeah. You're in control. You right. take back that control, and it's the same approach to music. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I, I'd say I, I, I uh, had very similar feelings of of happiness, you know, in the same way when I was watching my friend and mixing engineer extraordinaire Aaron Hellum mix my song. Uh, Where did you meet him? I, I met him back when I was playing with a band he played with that picture online for a while and also he he's just very well known in the local um music community yeah <laughs> yeah is that wine getting to you no no <laughs> burping i'm just burping, burping. Oh. yeah uh yeah the wine, the wine got to me quite a while ago <laughs> yeah yeah it was, it was really cool it's like uh okay so so i'm not sure how familiar you are with like recording but it's basically you record um and then you gotta take it to someone to mix it, so, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's never good to have the person recording to mix as well. Uh, it's it's not that it's it's bad. It's that uh, usually people like to have uh, someone else mix it. And in this case, it was it was a clear choice because you know me and Tim we're not we're not professionals at this. Um, we're I mean we're semi professional, but basically we're we're not we don't have anywhere near the experience as someone like Aaron does. Right. So yeah, we can mix it ourselves, but it wouldn't sound as good. So that's why I went to him. And do you have a studio that you record, or is it like do-it-yourself kind of stuff? Um, Tim and I both have home studios. So, yeah. So th- that's why we went that route, because I, f- I feel like in, re- like... Like the studio you built at home, is it like, has the pads on the wall? No, walls no, it doesn't. Or... It has none of that. None of that. Um, the, the reason, the reason for not going to a studio, like a real professional studio with all that, you know, equipment and all like the fancy expensive mics is because, um, my rationale for that is, it's the performance 
that matters the most, right? Right. It's and, the content. Right. It's the content. It's it's the content and 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 the performance itself. You know, like the actual, right. the actual singing, the actual. You know, like if I were to go in the studio and have to pay money for that, I would be under a lot of pressure. And on top of that, at the time that I recorded this. I, I, I couldn't do stuff perfectly in one take. I, mean, I still can't do per- stuff perfectly in one take. It, it takes me like a few takes. At the time, it would take me like, like you know, like at least 10 takes of, of anything to feel content with the quality of it. You know, now that I'm a better musician, that's not as much of an issue yet. But back then, you know, so, but I still wanted to get the music out there. You know, I didn't want to like wait until I was a better musician, right? Right. Um, I, you know, it's like, I was as good I was a satisfactory musician maybe like 5% of the time but, and I needed to record it all for free either at Tim Studio or my house to capture that 5% in as long a time as it takes to get that best 5% yeah. so you mentioned that you're not good at first takes mm-hmm. do you feel nervous playing in front of a live audience Sometimes I do. I'm getting better at it. Yeah. When was it the first time you ever performed in front of like strangers, like at an actual gig? Actual gig. Uh, I would say. Or open mic. You could. Open say. mic. I would say it was open mic. I would say it was my junior year. Um, I had been playing in my room for quite a while. My uh, my friend Leonard he took me to an open mic. Uh, it's called Barefoot Coffee Roasters in Santa Clara. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I know that place. Really good coffee. Yeah, I want the best coffee in the area over there. Yeah, they're very proud of their coffee. Now well, they changed their name though, right? They're really? Chromatic Coffee. Oh, really? Is it Chromatic? Yeah, I believe I they no changed. Idea. I believe. Don't. Hmm. Well, it's not like I can't send them quote me because it's been recorded, <laughs> but I believe because I passed by there and it didn't have the barefoot sign. It had Chromatic Coffee. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, no, Chromatic's been pretty pretty big on people's radar for for some time now. I mean, not not very long, but like rather recently. So that, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. So that, that that I'd say that was the first time I ever performed in front of like a, a public audience that I did not know at all. So it was like zero sympathy. I wouldn't say I was petrified. It was like it was an, it was a new feeling. Yeah. New feeling. I performed like lately. I'm going through a transition. In my life, kinda, kinda, not really. Like I'm definitely trying to get more healthy. I'm trying to exercise more because mm-hmm. uh, I had a bit of a panic attack that happened to me in January. And I was like, you know, I could avoid this if I just, you know, exercise and, you know, or, you know, done something to relieve my stress. But another thing I'm doing is I'm going back to music. Because there's a time in high school where I thought songwriting and music, but I wasn't really into it. Uh, and until recently where I started hanging out with a lot of musicians, I kind of got inspired to, to go back and write music again. And, and, and now I'm learning the guitar and picking up the guitar. I'm still really bad at it. Uh, but I performed for the first time in my life music. Uh, at Cafe Frascati a couple weeks ago and I just fucking butchered it like it was so bad uh, uh, because pretty much I was playing a cover of my friend's song and he ha- he happens to be there so I figured maybe I should have him play piano and, and the the the, the, uh, the drummer play the drums and we didn't rehearse this but I figured you know because I, I don't go up there alone right and we were off tempo it turns out that I didn't know the entire lyrics, and there was a solo I didn't know, and I'm a beginner guitarist, so I'm like, uh, so there's a point when I was playing the song that I would stop playing and just smile at the crowd while the drummer and the the pianist tried to recover what was going on. But I couldn't imagine, though, because me, I have experience doing comedy in front of a crowd and, and filming, you know, and stuff. But, but I can only imagine like not having any experience in that and having to perform something you never a song in front of strangers. I'm sure it'd be super scary. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it was made better just by the fact that I I was already confident enough with my own abilities. And you know, it's like I've been playing guitar for like like a good like two three years at that point already, which is still not much. But you know, it was enough to. So what's your take on the local uh, South Bay music scene? Do you feel like it's is it growing? Is it getting any or I think? I have no idea really. I'm I'm very out of touch with it. I feel I, I go to open mics and stuff, and it seems like there is definitely is a community around open mics. Um, you know, you see a lot of the same people. 
Right. And you know, a lot of those people they meet each other and whatnot. Uh, you see, you see them on uh, their their uh, Facebooks, you know, commenting on each other's stuff. So you know, there's there, there's some sort of a, a camaraderie there. Um, but as far as if it's growing or not, I, I really have no idea. Um, and um, frankly, I I, f- I feel like um, I'm I'm gravitating more towards uh, promoting myself online more so than like trying to play more shows in in person. Right. I feel like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. All those. Uh, yeah, and, and not so much Twitter because like um, I don't I don't really use Twitter, but yeah, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, just trying to. Um, get my name out there on Facebook and stuff um, uh, more so than trying to make fans in real life okay well you got a single out now and I think it's a great start I think it's a great song I'm not trying to kiss ass I really authentically think it's a great song I really appreciate that um, so what's the next step like do, are you considering another couple singles before you do an album or yeah yeah that's probably what I'll do I mean uh, to be honest like my, like I, I didn't really have like a like a an exact plan on what to do after this it was just it was more like okay I, I wrote this song because it came from my heart as, as cheesy as that, as that sounds you know I, I wrote it not to be trying to make an impression or anything I wrote it just because you know I was, I was feeling those things at the time and I wanted to get it out ah, so it was it inspired by a relationship or something yeah you might say that it's, <laughs> it's... by the way dude musicians you guys are chick magnets <laughs> are we? ever since I started playing the guitar like a month ago a lot more chicks have been smiling at me, <laughs> and I—it it was so odd. I was like, "This never happened to me before." Wow, I should carry a guitar more often. <laughs> yeah, but saying that, that that's, I think that's, it's that's tough what too. people say. Yeah, that's what people say. So at the time you're writing the song, you were going through some, you know. Yeah, yeah, through relationship some shit, stuff. Through some. Emotion. Are you still with her, or is it over? No. <laughs> no. It wasn't a relationship. Uh, yeah, we, we we haven't talked since then, but yeah, um, that's. That's new here and there. In any case, uh, I I wrote it because uh, you know I was just I was writing for myself really you know just trying to express myself, um, and I recorded it. I released it just more of a way to okay you know I should release this like why not? It, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like okay I'm gonna release this for the intent of promoting myself getting big as you know Vincent Doe whatever. It's just like I'm gonna do it because it should be done. It's for the the betterment of. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, you know? Yeah. I, I released it because it should have been released. It was finished. And, and it was something that I deemed acceptable to represent myself out there. Any other songs you're working on now? Or are you still like in the pre-production stage? Uh, I say pre- kind of pre-production. Uh, my writing process pretty much goes, uh, I need to finish the song by myself first, and then I'll like bring it to a friend or I'll try to record my own. Um, I'll probably bring it to Tim again. Yeah, so from from here on out, I'm probably just gonna release some more singles, you know, as I feel like it. Hopefully. It seems like you collaborate with a lot of people, and it, do you, do you find it easy to collaborate with people? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I find it hard personally, but like, um, I just think I'm such kind of fucked up in a sense that the way I work, that's a bit unorthodox. So I feel like it's I, f- I find it difficult to work with others. And I feel like others are difficult to work with me. But like once I write like the, the like the people, like it, it clicks. Are you selective as that, or are you more? Yeah, like yeah, I would say I'm selective with, with that. Um, I mean, it com- comes down to like two things. It's like number one, do I trust their ability enough? To, num- number two, do I click with them enough as a person? Like Tim is one of my best friends, so you know, naturally he's we go with your good friends to whenever you want to work on something right that's related right um shoot what was your question again dude? huh what I was your question uh my <laughs> collaboration but you, you fucking answered no big deal it's all good oh <laughs> uh, like like do you know, I find it easy to collaborate with people yeah. yeah it just depends I guess it just really depends on the case um no it does yeah uh I, I would say though I am like very picky when it comes to working with other musicians um, like musicians who are, have more experience you find it difficult no 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 it's like it's like okay like one of my requirements for working with another musician is that they have to be able to stay in the pocket 
and by that I mean like it's not just the tempo that they that they're not able to that they're have to stay on they're playing it has to like you know groove right you know it needs to follow the rhythm yeah it, 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 it needs group. to it needs to make me nod my head okay. you know if they're constantly like rushing and stuff I don't care how fast their fingers can move I will not work with that yeah it's just extremely frustrating uh, I, 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 I'm not sure if you know if, if all musicians my level feel that way but me particularly I'm just like I don't want to put up with that stuff <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah there's certain standards to be at but then again you know maybe like musicians professional musicians they all have this standard and I am just uh, making myself out to be more of an asshole than I actually am <laughs> yeah. yeah I hear you uh, at this point do you feel like you develop a fan base or something like that do I have a fan base um, I'd say I have a, a like, like very... you performed in LA and such like mm-hmm. you ever hear back from them like later on Facebook I'm like oh they're uh there, there was one fan named Jacqueline, who was a fan of Picture Atlantic. She was, uh, she liked my guitar playing, and when I when I left the band, she like messaged me. She was very, very sweet. She's like, oh no, like she didn't, I didn't see you at the show that they played last night. It's like, oh yeah, I left oh, wow. the band, and she, and and she's like, well, well, shoot, like let me know like if you have any like, if you ever release anything on your own. And, yeah, it was, it was very nice. I, have yeah. you contacted her, her since her single? I haven't, but I noticed she she did like um, one of my like single releases. I think she like maybe liked the post, like the single release post. So I thought that was thought that was that was very sweet of her. Yeah. Is she from LA? No, I think she lives like somewhere in the, um, Fresno. I think it was Fresno. Fresno. Yeah, yeah, Fresno. Cool. Fresno. Yeah. Dude. Shout outs to Jacqueline in Fresno. Shout out to Jacqueline in Fresno. Yeah. How about that? Uh, how about like when you're in the band do you, you, you ever have experience with groupies like, no, no. no or was there no space in the car for them <laughs> <laughs> was that the case no we, we were kind of uh, more of like a nerdy kind of band uh, we weren't like like Buck Cherry or anything Buck, Buck Cherry is like this like rock band that looks like a rock band yeah. looks are you implying they're not hmm no, 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 like, like they have like long hair and like, oh, you know, okay. they look like the the band that you would see in a movie about a band that has groupies. <laughs> Does that make sense? Right, <laughs> like the uh, like the stereotypical yeah. rock band with groupies. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, I. Uh, Do you ever get paranoid? Like, paranoid. like, 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 oh my god! Like maybe like there's a fan out there that uh, that likes you, but like. In a, a creepy kind of way? No, no, I don't think no, I've ever you, had that. Is it just me then? I get paranoid. If it, if I, I, I have no fans, and I'm paranoid <laughs> about a fan that could be creepy. If if there was, I would be completely obliv- oblivious to it, just as I am. Com- I was completely oblivious to uh, many girls that that s- seemed somewhat interested in talking to me back then. Back then? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, like mixed signals. Like you're like, oh, she liked me. I didn't even know she did. It's like, it's like it's like that meme with with Fry from Futurama, like scratching his chin and his eyes are squinty. He's like, not sure if flirting or just being nice. Dude, that, <laughs> that happened to me today. Today, I, so I finally did my taxes right mm-hmm. for 2013. So last year's taxes, and there was one tax preparer there, and she was cute. Like she looked at my age, and she kind of gave me the eyes, and I was like. She gave me the eyes. I don't know. Nobody ever really flirts with me. So I don't know what's happening. Maybe she's being too nice. And I started talking to her. And I was like, oh, you know, we're talking. And then all of a sudden, I see the ring in her finger. <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, she's just really nice. I think that's the case. I think, I think. Yeah, that's always my first assumption. Um, the, the rationale I've used to get over that, though is just to realize just to think about it in a different way it's like hey like if i talk to a, like a, a girl it's not that i'm hitting on her it's that i am just being a friendly normal human being and i would do this to anyone else even if i did not find them attractive i guess that, yeah that's actually there's a lot of truth in that like if someone's just being friendly to you i think it's by nature you're friendly back right and then whatever happens after that if you click then you click yeah yeah, but I, 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 but first, I I even texted a friend of mine who's in Nevada, uh, and I was like, 
does having the ring on the left like what is the wedding <laughs> uh, fiance ring like which finger and which hand does it go to I don't know, right? and, and then she told me so and so I was like fuck anyway yeah, it just gets so unnecessarily complicated yeah um, <laughs> yeah um, so do you have are you with anybody now no no I'm not <laughs> you got the single out and you're single. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, it's it's so funny. Uh, my friend, one of my close friends from high school, when I announced single release, he was like, "I'm I'm dropping my singles, my single in two days." He his first comment was like, "You're gonna be no longer single in two days." <laughs> <laughs> Say ha ha ha. Uh, dude, I find it awkward sometimes. But I'm still single, so <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, high school friends. Like, it used to be awkward running into them, but now I'm like, I'm happy to run into. Them. Like, like I ran into you at Art Boutique after like so many years, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, Vincent Doe. Oh, I ran into you at a yeah. cafe for Scotty too. But go on. But I think yeah. But point being is like, I remember like two years after graduating, or at least the year or two years, like the area. I'll be for some reason I don't know why, but I'll find it awkward. Be like, oh no, there's someone I know from high school. Maybe she thinks or he thinks I'm a loser. I shouldn't say hi. But now I'm at that point where I'm like, you know what? Seeing a familiar face is something like good. Like, right, you just don't care point. anymore, right? Yeah, I guess, the, I guess, yeah. The, the older you get, the less fucks you give. Right. Right? <laughs> right, I th- yeah. That, that, that's why old people, they... They, they just like, don't give a fuck. It, like, you go to gyms, they're in the locker room, they just walk around buck naked, like, with their dicks flapping out. It's like, <laughs> they don't give a fuck, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, totally, dude. I, I can see that. And, um, well, we're at the hour mark, so we're closing up. Uh, anything you want to, you know, they, they could buy, download your song on Bandcamp. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Bandcamp. Yeah. It says a dollar, but you can donate more. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. No, if, if it was up to me, I, I would just, I would just make it pick your price. But, um, Bandcamp has limited, uh, Free downloads. That's that's the, really the only reason I made it one dollar. In any case, uh, I did make it unlimited plays. So free to visit my Bandcamp, play it as many times as you like without downloading it. All right. And if somehow they want to see more of your music, you'll see more of my music. Uh, I do not really have a, a personal uh, music page right now. I, mean, I kind of do one that I made back in high school, but it's completely there's hasn't been updated in like years. I don't really use it. The best bet is just either go to my, my Instagram. It's in, uh, Instagram.com slash Vincent underscore Doe. And or follow my Facebook page slash add me as a friend. Facebook.com slash Vincent <laughs> Doe, but right. D-O-E. Right. Yeah. I mean, th- those are my two. So you don't have an, an official page yet? Like no, an official musician Vincent Doe. Yeah, it's just like I said, I haven't, I haven't thought. Have, have you ever had a manager it. before? Like, do you, do you believe in managers? Or I mean, yeah, I guess you do, but like, yeah. At this point, uh, like, do I believe in managers at this point? Yeah. Uh, well, well, like, some to take care of, like, the PR, some to take care of the gigs, some to take care of. I guess. I mean, if 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 they could benefit me in a way where I cannot do it on my own, but I would want it to happen, then yeah, sure. It's just, uh, yeah, like I said, I just haven't really thought of me about that because at this point, I'm just like, I'm just, just going to release music for the sake of releasing music, not really to you know, get big, not really to try to be the next Damien Rice or anything. I respect that. I respect yeah. that a lot. But that may change in the future. You never know. Oh, totally, dude. I think, yeah, I think you're you're up there. Um, and I wish you the best. I'm a fan. It's good to So, um... But anyway, uh, Vincent, thank you for coming. I appreciate you coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, any shout-outs or anything like that? Um, yeah, no, 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 you think of Tim Atlas, I guess. Check out his stuff. Very, very grateful for uh, what he did. Saying, oh, he, he was a producer, by the way. Like, all that instrumentation, he was the one who who thought of it. So, yeah. All right, Vincent Doe, ladies yes. and gentlemen. There you got it. Uh, good night and good luck. Thank you.